It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Live from Armory Studios in Central Florida, you're listening to Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. For all gas, no break. And now, give it up for your hosts, CJ, Kevin, Jimmy, and Harrison. Take it away, boys. What is going on, Jets Nation? Welcome to another edition of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, CJ the Painkiller D. Simone, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, my right seater, one of my very best friends. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him, now, you love him. Put your hands together for Mr. Kevin Jackson! Bro, what Yo. is going on, my brother? Man, if you have never had a weapon side introduction, you have never been truly introduced. That is the bottom line, hands down. Um, and that song reminds me of when we used to rock out with my man Jim. Jimmy, miss your brother, holla at you. You already know what it is. Hell of a time to be a Jets fan. I'm really excited. It's not uh, obviously not a lot of football. There kind of is some football that we can discuss right now. So you already know. Let's get it. I'm ready. Let's pop. Absolutely. Now. Before we go any further, because this is his very first appearance <laughs> on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> we have to make this a very, very, very special occasion. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to pop this up. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the main producer for Jets World. Live Rounds Podcast and the Jets Guru, Mr. Darren Brown. Hell yeah, there we go. First intro. I popped my cherry. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Hey, I want to appreciate y'all for having me on tonight. Greatly appreciate it. And let's talk some football. Let's go. All right, I'm with it. Absolutely. Listen, JR, first off, thank you for coming on with us tonight. Um, I know it was kind of last minute. I appreciate you vibing with us. Um, no problem. We are going to have a blast tonight because there is so much. There, there's so much to talk about, yet there's absolutely nothing to talk about, if you really think about it, okay? So, you know that Jet fans are very, very opinionated, very, very passionate about this football team. A lot of people have a lot of different vibes coming into this upcoming season. A lot of optimism. A lot of believability. That this New York Jets team can, in fact, take the next step into NFL relevancy. That Zach Wilson could actually be the quarterback that we expect him to be. That he could actually take that magical next step and take his place amongst the NFL elite. So, JR, I'm going to kick it to you. <laughs> and then after that, we're going to kick it over to Kevin. So that way we can kind of get his thoughts on the matter. Talk to me. What you feeling, boys? A little nervous. I'm hoping it works out with Zach. You know what I mean? I got it in my stomach. I feel like it's going to be positive, but it is the Jets. But <laughs> I do believe there is a change coming. I see it. I, like Daniel said, Rome ain't built in one day. It's been, what, a two-year journey right now. Yeah. It's looking good. Gosh, right Bunch of young talent. No, um, We're not going to spend high dollars on some free agencies. It's washed up. I'm liking what we're seeing, and I think it just comes down to Zach. If you can just make the simple throws, we should be all right. I think I maybe have a little bit of a different take, and it, it's probably an unpopular take. I don't necessarily think that Zach has to be this, you know, balls-to-the-wall, all-out quarterback. I really don't think that's the type of offense that we want to put forth this season. Real talk, and under the radar as it may be, and I do see, you know, a couple of videos here and there, but Brees Hall is kind of the guy that, you know, I honestly believe is going to have to get off this season. If he does that, Zach Wilson should be fine. I don't necessarily think that he's going to have any difficulty if we run the ball the way that I really do believe that we want to run the ball. I think Mike LaFleur, and for as much of a creative genius as he's going to be uh, when it comes to this offense, 
I think that his main priority is to get Brees Hall and, and Michael Carter involved at an extremely high level and not necessarily put as much on Zach's plate as what it is that he did even last season. That kind of says something. 20 to 25, yeah. 20 to 25 throws a game, I think is probably within the wheelhouse. Uh, but I also think that we run the ball probably 40 times. You know what? That's not out of the realm of possibility because you want to know something. We, uh, You and I have talked about this over and over and over again. What the New York Jets need to do in order to be successful. And one of the biggest things that the Jets struggled with last year was establishing the run game. Because the run is definitely going to have to catch up with the pass, right? So, now here, here's the thing. In a passing league, a lot of people are saying, well, why are you putting so much emphasis on the run? Well, here's the thing. You need to put emphasis on the run in order for teams to play honest. Because otherwise, if they're going to stack 9, 10 guys in the box, and you're playing an absolute cover zero, you're basically daring that quarterback to get off a quick slant, trying to send one more than the offense can block, and then somebody's going to shake loose. But here's the thing. You and I both know we've had a bunch of different conversations about it, right? We've had a bunch of different conversations about the fact that this Jets offensive line has been less than up to par. All right? Better, They've struggled. Better, better, better now. They're still coming along. You know, they, they may not be where we would like them to be at this moment in time, but they also have the ability to be able to turn that corner. And the thing is, is that we have to be able to start to see it, and the Jets have to be able to believe it. As a football team overall, they need to be able to have faith and have that confidence that Zach can get the ball down the field, that their running backs can go and and get those lanes that the offensive line is going to open and keep those chains moving, right? One of the biggest things we talked about in the offseason, Joe Douglas investing a lot of money in skilled position players, investing a lot of money in a lot of draft assets into the offensive line, right? Okay? Drafting Garrett Wilson, Amongst other players, you know what I mean? Drafting Brees Hall. We're talking about guys right now that the New York Jets need to be able to have them to step up, most of all, so that way they know exactly what it is that they need to do and how they need to do it and how this Jets offense can be successful. So I really feel like get that running game going because yeah. if that running game becomes as punishing and as deadly as we hope that it could become. That's going to take a lot of pressure off of Zach Wilson. That's going to take a lot of pressure off of that offensive line because now this is where your wide zone blocking scheme can actually be effective because you're not facing eight guys in the box, nine guys in the box, where everybody has to worry about being double teamed and worried about which skill position players now have to stay back instead of being able to run a route, right? Because the more you, the more guys you keep back, right? Less guys you have to throw the ball to, okay? This is what we're talking about, your, your running backs. You're talking about your fullbacks. You're talking about your tight ends. You're even talking about your wide receivers, right? So if this offense could get itself in a rhythm, this offensive line can open up these holes, okay, so that this running game can produce, then the Jets will be able to put some points on the board. That's the way I feel, all right? So now you guys all saw it the way that I worded this show. This show is an open topic night. Okay, so you the fan, pop something in the chat you want us to, to look at, to talk about. If you have questions for me, you have questions for Kevin, you have questions for JR, put them in the chat. We'll get them on there. We'll talk about whatever it is you guys want to talk about. Okay, I'm sure Scott Kalispi is going to have a lot of questions over there if he's actually listening tonight. No. So I haven't had an opportunity <laughs> yet to check the no, comments, no. but I'm sure that... Kevin and JR are probably laughing at some of the comments that are on there. So, Kev, take it away, my man. Am I off base about the New York Jets offense? <laughs> Look, um, <laughs> in reality, I'm not really sure if anybody knows exactly what it's going to be. My perception of it is that it's going to be bully ball early, right? I think we're going to run, we're going to run, we're going to run some more. And then every now and again, we're going to sneak in, you know, a little seam to the tight end or a screen or, you know, a, a running back coming out of the backfield. And that's going to be a, there's going to be a heavy dose of that within those first couple of weeks. The Baltimore game is going to be extremely telling, right? We've heard the conversation about, oh, yeah, you know, Zach Wilson's so comfortable now in the offense that he's dapping guys up, you know, and he's not even really worrying about the plays. And that's, you know, kind of the standard progression of a, of, of a quarterback. That's how you would expect it to work out. 
I mean, and, and to your point, running to to not necessarily have the box stack, we we know what it looks like when something like that happens, right? Tom Brady or Tim Brody, whatever the guy's name is, the, the GOAT, he can't even functionally operate an offense um, if he doesn't have a run game to keep defenses honest. So I expect us to run heavy, um, but I do expect as the season progresses and as we do recognize the gelling of this offensive line that we do start to see a little more creativity. Um, I, I, I came out of last season saying that this offense is extremely high-powered if it's done properly. I really do believe we're going to put up a lot of points when it's all said and done. It might not be early in the season, um, but we all know how it works. You know, guys get more comfortable if we can avoid the injury bug and have some of the key guys up front stay healthy and get comfortable with playing with each other. I really think the sky's the limit for us. So what we have now, um, if you want to talk about the tight ends, if you want to talk about the weapons, you want to talk about the wide receivers, um, I think we actually have – uh, those, 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 you know, those heavy cannons, those bazookas, those bazookas, those, you know, those semi-automatic weapons. Those are the, those are the things that we have. We're not dealing with the slingshots and dirt rocks like we had. I'm really trying not to be the homer, right? I'm trying not to be that guy that says, <laughs> "Oh my God, oh my God, look at look at what we got." But oh my God, look at what we got. I mean, we have competent, quality, really above-average athletes at almost every single skill position that we're playing. And as much as we have questions about the offensive line, if Connor McGovern, who's a pro bowler a couple of years ago, is our weakest link on the offensive line, come on, man. Well, look, top 10, top five, possibly. And you know what we look like when we have something like that happen. We saw what Mark Sanchez was able to do when he had something like that. And uh, Zach Wilson, I have to say, is, 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 is a remarkably much more be a much better talent than, than Mark Sanchez was. So uh, oh, yeah. Facts. let's keep it real. If this thing works... And if is doing a lot of work right now, right? If is doing a huge amount of work, if this thing works the way that we expect that it, it will, all of this nonsense about you know who's not going to do well or who got worse with you know when we actually got better and added more talent, all that's going to change. It's not going to be we're not going to be the low hanging fruit next season. People are going to have to completely change how it is that they cover us because now they're going to have to do the work. Facts, Jr. What are you thinking? What's your feelings on this? I just want to win, man. That's my feelings. I'm just, I'm just a typical fan. Whatever gets it done, gets it done. I'm kind of tired of the ground to pound, to be honest with you. That seems like that's our whole thing. With the weapons and stuff, I think it's going to be a little 50-50. With a floor call, some of these plays last year, um, maybe pull some more stuff out the bag. I'm just looking for exciting football, and I'm definitely looking for some more scoring, like Kevin said. So we'll see what it, happens. It, it, it's it's going to come. I'm just not expecting it early, right? No, yeah, yeah. Me neither. I'm just a typical fan. I just want to see that gun sling. You know what I mean? And you're right, man. We got two great running backs back there. Office line got better. Every wide receiver we have is talented. Exactly. The, the, the entire tight end room, which obviously we haven't been able to say. Over the course of the past decade, we, you know, yeah. we, we, we've got guys now, man. We do. We've got guys. I'm excited about what we can become. Yes. In the beginning, I'm really just interested to see how it's going to shake out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hoping for an injury-free summer camp. Come on, fellas. Yeah, that, oh, that's it. <laughs> right. All right, yeah. so let me get these comments up on the air. Shout out to Florencio Rodriguez. My guy, Flo. Uh, with Van Rotten not in the lineup, we should instantly be better this year. Eddie Delgado El Back. Chapo my guy, is in my the guy. chat. What up, Eddie? Minute. Been a minute, Ed. So my season expectation, the beers will be cold, the food will be served off the grill, <laughs> and the weather will be hot. Let's yes, go. Sir. That's Absolutely. what's up, my bro. Right. That is the for wing, sure. <laughs> the wings the wings will be hot. That's for damn sure. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yo. Now, if anybody could share this show, make sure that Civi Merritt gets a gets a link. Have him get up in this chat, my boy. Meets. Civi Meets gotta get up in this chat right here. Uh Chapo, I'm I'm coming to the tailgate, my guy. I'll I'll be there uh, opening day. So I finally get an opportunity to chop it up with you guys. I'm really excited, nice. man. This this opening day thing, I'm gonna be in the house with some of the some of the biggest names, some of the biggest heads, some of the guys who I admire, who I've you know been following along with, who I chop it up with on our Jets Twitter and Facebook realms. I'm really excited, man. And 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 the fact that we are going to come in and we're probably gonna be much more competitive than people think that we are it's going to make it that much more of a day let's get ready guys i i just really have a feel i'm gonna scream my voice out not gonna be oh, able to yeah. talk to you guys after the game and then monday <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna be able to come home on monday with the smile on my face cj you know my history as many times as i've been to jets games i've only seen them lose once let's you go good, man you, you go. got a good streak i got the opposite streak hey, look, I'm, I'm one for five i'm 14 and one man <laughs> i'm glad you're coming to open the day right, be there, so. right, right. can we have fun you're damn right 
I demand that we have fun. First round on me. <laughs> right? Now let's, now let's go eat a snack. Right? That's right. I want, I want that to be my opening from now on. Let's go. <laughs> Wait, I think I might actually have that. Let's go eat Look, a goddamn snack. You gotta, you gotta have it. You gotta have it. You gotta have it. You gotta have it. Uh, no, I don't have it, but I have the other one now. We played this That's a lot. That's being a jackass. The, uh, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> we, we played that a lot during the Adam Gase years. So let know? me ask y'all something. Uh, so what are y'all looking out for in summer camp? Like, what is your main uh, focus? Anything really? Jermaine Johnson and Brees Hall. The two most impactful players i actually think that are that are new to the situation outside right. of Car outside of carl lawson but those two guys i'm going to be glued to what it is that they're doing because i think those guys are going to have a significant impact um over the course of you know the long term for us here i really do believe that yes sir yes sir what CJ, about you, you cj think? see for me it's a couple of things mine's a little bit complicated all right because First things first, I want to make sure that everybody shows up to training camp and they're, they're ready to go. We're already starting to see reports from other training camps, players reporting and stuff like that, like the Bucks. Bucks are all pissed off with Leonard Fournette. He showed up something like 30 or 40 pounds overweight. And he looks like ago. garbage. Yeah, they're they're years, pissed. Who cares? Offensive line got to play well. All right. Everybody got to know their positions. Mikai Becton got to come out. He got to come out hungry. Okay. Joe Douglas got to get us some offensive line depth, whether it's cuts, whether it's trades, whether it's waiver wire deals, undrafted free agents, go sign the bum under the bridge, throw a pair, throw a helmet and a pair of shoulder pads on him and say, come on, dude, I'll buy you a freaking ham sandwich. Go out there and play some football. I don't care. Give me the depth and the strength that we need on this offensive line. So that way these guys could do their job to the best of their ability. I want every player on this football team to be put in a position to succeed. What do we see about the New England Patriots? They always put their players in positions to succeed, right? Same thing now with the Buffalo Bills. Same thing with the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, okay? Now, recently, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you want me to keep going? Because I can rattle off a few more teams, okay? So the New York Jets need to put their players in good positions for them to be successful. Because if they do, this football team will be successful. And that's going to take a lot of pressure off of Zach Wilson. It's going to take a lot of pressure off of Robert Sala. And it's also going to take a lot of pressure off of Joe Douglas. Because he's finally going to be able to see his vision for the New York football Jets finally come together. So, offensive line is a key for me. Defensive line is a key for me. And the linebackers. I think, uh, yeah, we, we, we may be not discussing what is probably going to end up being the most impactful thing, and that's the development of the coaching staff. Right. right? We talked about this, you know, kind of in passing a few different times, right? As much as people love Robert Sala, um, there were some questions about, you know, where he was last season, you know, mentally, where it is that, you know, what was the, the stage too big for him in a couple of occasions? The continuing, you know, drama with, uh, with Robert Ulbrich and what it is that he's doing with the defense. I mean, there were some guys who believed that, you know, we just didn't have enough talent um, but I think that, you know, even if you have, you know, kind of mid-talent, you should still be able to scheme yourself into better situations than allowing, you know, a, a thousand yards and, and 500 points every game. So um, but we, we've got we, – we, we are expecting to see some growth in Zach. We're expecting to see some growth in Elijah Moore and Michael Carter and all of those guys. The thing that may be flying under the radar probably most is the coaching staff right now. What are these going to do? And uh, are they really ready for prime time coming into the season and knowing that we've added talent? What are they going to do? Right. And that's really going to be a big thing because it's going to be up to the coaching staff to put these players in positions to be successful. And right now, you know, last year we saw a lot of mistakes with this coaching staff. We saw time management mistakes. We saw personnel mistakes. I expect Guy Fisher to be in the chat anytime saying Jeff Albrecht needs to be fired. Still there. I got my first question of the night. Okay, shout out to Ray Mallard. Thank you for joining us tonight. What's up with the kicking game? Concerned he is. In his best Yoda voice. Wait. Mm -hmm. Concerned I am. Concerned I am about the kicking game, yes? <laughs> <laughs> so, Kevin, we'll kick it off to you. Then I'm going to kick it off to JR. We'll follow it up. Go. Talk to me. 
Uh, what, the kicking game in particular? I'm not worried about the kicking game right now. I'm just going to keep yeah. it real. We got a guy last season that uh, that really kind of didn't miss, not to mention the fact that with the improvements on the offense, I don't think we're looking at kicking, you know, many 50-yard field goals. So I know we brought in the guy with the legs, Zerline. Yeah, Zerline, yeah. And I then so. brought our guy back in from last season who actually didn't miss. So, who, um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Panera, um, yep, Eddie Panera. May have some questions about, um, you know, what's going on with our punter, man. I mean, y'all know I was talking about Brian the Braid Man jersey last season at some point, and uh, <laughs> he hasn't played up to the level that we expected. I'm also expecting that he'll probably have a breakout year this season, also. And if that happens, the best unit on our team last season, the special teams, um, they'll still be solid and we'll be in good shape. I'm not as worried about as much as worried about the kicking. The best coach on our roster, Brent Boyer, he's been it for he's been it for a while. <laughs> I'm, I'm not worried about Brent Boyer. I think we're in good shape there. My thoughts are the same. I'm not worried about the kicking game. I say let's just go for two every time. You know what right. I mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's start a new trend, man. Let's yeah, start going fine. for two let's every go. time. Let's nah, go. I'm playing. <laughs> but nah, kicking game, until it becomes an issue, I'm not worried about it right now. If he starts missing easy field goals and extra points, then all right, let's yeah. let's we'll, look for we'll, something we'll, else. We'll worry about, we'll worry about it then. Jeff Albrecht, excuse me. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, I thought yeah. she was missing Breeze. My bad, CJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> so let me get some of these other comments. Scott Kalisby, thank you again for uh, joining us. What? You're saying that's not what the Jets are doing? So, meets Merritt in the chat. You shouldn't have come here. Meets. That's my boy. Welcome to the show, my friend. Uh, Eddie Delgado, El Chapo in the chat. Zero injuries is the goal for camp. Yes. Eric Rock, thank you again for joining. couple of things here. The cornerbacks versus wide receiver battles and Becton earning that LT spot. Everybody seeing the pictures he's posting. He's got yeah. it. Yeah, he's, yeah, looking, he's, yeah. He's, look, he's looking like a pretty felt 400 pounds, right? <laughs> like a pretty, a pretty slim 400 pounder. Look, yeah, that, 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 I'm not worried about that kid, man. I, I I still think that's overblown. It's been a ridiculous I'm conversation. I'm gonna tape a friggin' donut to his helmet just Look. on the outside. Man, nah, no, you, <laughs> you, you, you you might turn him away, right? As, as of right. right now, I, I think it. I think I think it's in his head now. Another T-shirt with uh, with more motivation on it. Probably one of the things that I'm least worried about is Makai Becton coming in and not playing well. When he plays, he's a dog. Point blank. Period. The end. It's a wrap. If y'all want to worry about the weight and all of that, I think I said it a couple of shows ago, not being 350 pounds does not mean a damn thing to me at all. You heard the rant that I put out last week. I don't care if he comes to camp and he's 500 pounds. As long as he goes on the offensive line and he does his job and he's mauling people and he's creating holds so that way the running backs can get these open lanes, all right, then I don't care. Give him a box of Twinkies before every frigging game. I, I want him care. to change his name. I want him to change his name. I don't want him to be big ticket anymore. I want to call him IHOP. Straight up. <laughs> yeah, there we go. From it's, all the, the pancakes, the, he's going to be Nah, for real. The, the international house of pancakes. That's what I'm talking about. That, you know what I'm saying? That, that's, that's the visual I want to see. I, I want that Word. to become a thing. I want an IHOP t-shirt hey. with a big Makai Becton face on it. Let's make money. I like nice. that. I'm, I'm going to work on something for y'all. I got that. Facts. Let's, talk about Facts. let's do that. Yo, no, let, let's, get like the, let's, right get, let's get them together for opening day. I'm, I'm going to sell them in the, uh, in the hangar. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there we go. So with a little Weapon Top logo, like right in the top corner. That's what Feel me? Let's go. Look, <laughs> I want to ask you guys a little bit about the media perception of this team. How long? What are our record? At the beginning of the season, if we go three and three, do you think that changes the narrative or you think that allows them to continue to stay lazy? The fact is that they're not really giving us an opportunity to win a lot of these games. If we no. come in and we're two and two, three and three, what do you guys think? I mean, are, are, are we still dealing with lazy narratives or do people really have to start opening their eyes to what we're doing? I was just reading, you know, some posts online and stuff, and I'm noticing they're starting to give us a little bit of respect. We're not at the very bottom no more. Like, they got our offense ranked <laughs> per ESPN, like, 20th. I'm used to 29th, 30th. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So we're good. I see a little bit going on, but, yeah. The media narrative is always going to be lazy as long as the Jets continue to do the Jets-like things that they do, which is underperform, okay? Or as... Bo Brandenburg in the movie Driven. I don't know if any of you have, have seen that movie, but there was a particular one where Joe Tanto, played by Sylvester Stallone, comes out of the pits, tries to get Bo Brandenburg to swerve off because Jimmy Bly is right behind him. So he's trying to block him so Jimmy could take first. Anyhow, long story short, they fight in the pits. Well, they start yelling at one another in the pits. And basically, Bo Brandenburg comes out and says, look, the only thing you've proven is that you could do very little with very much. 
Now, that line kind of sticks with me a little bit because what's been the big thing with the New York Jets? Doing very little with very much, right? So the expectations this year are a little bit more than they were last year. Last year was a gimme year, right? It's the honeymoon period. We just want to see how things go off and so on and so forth. Then Joe Douglas starts making all these power moves. He's making all these drafts. He's making all these draft day trades. First round, Jets go swing for the fences. They crack three home runs in Sauce Gardner and freaking Garrett Wilson and then getting Jermaine Johnson. All of these moves now have to start paying dividends. You have to go out there and you have to start paying dividends on the field because you know what? Otherwise, these moves don't mean squat, plain and simple. I want to get to some of these questions in here. Thank you, everybody, who's submitting a, uh, a question, a comment. I promise I'm going to get them all on the air tonight. All right. Shout out to Brian Friedman. He's a Falcons fan. There was cursing on the Falcoholics show this week. They must have read my comments in your show last week, Go Dirty Birds. Scott Kalispi, our most impactful, uh, impactful player is Thomas Hennessy. Uh, El Chapo in the chat again. I'm going to look for Ejoa and find out where, where he hides at Florham Park. Yeah, you and me both because nobody did. I think somebody gave him D. Milliner's locker or something like that. Hopefully he doesn't come down with chronic vaginitis. <laughs> Jeff Ulbrich sucked in Atlanta. He was a linebacker's coach. Not impressed, unfortunately. Scott Kalispi, the biggest thing about this year's team is the word if. If Zach will take a big step forward, if our second-year players can keep doing what they started last year, and if our rookies will have an impact this year. Fair point. We break on Scott for being Mr. Negative and so on and so forth. This was probably one of the best points that he's brought to the table in a, in a few weeks. All right, Sivy Merritt, Scott's honest a, uh, concerns. Scott, Scott's a professional-level pro. <laughs> yep. To be honest, I'm more worried about missing kicks than coaching mishaps. Players play for good coaches. Salah earned the right when they signed him for rookie mistakes. Kickers play the least and should always be ready when their number is called. What say you? Dude, 100% totally agree with you. We have never really addressed the kicking scenario since Joe Douglas got here. What did we have? Jason Vedvik. And then we had some other friggin' dude. Then we got Eddie Guerrero. And then Eddie Pinheiro came in. And then some other friggin' dude, I totally forgot his name. Then we had Matt Amendola, kicking and punting duties. All right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, is, look, isn't he still kicking around? He's still he somewhere. He was, so, he was on the practice squad most people, of the season, wasn't he? So a, a lot of people were saying, go out and get a veteran kicker that you know that you could be reliable. But here's the thing. Is Joe Douglas really going to spend $8 million, $10 million a year on a kicker? No. He's not going to do that. He's going to get some bump from under the bridge for 850000 Come on in. Put a Jets jersey on him. Okay, see this ball? Kick it through there. That's what he's going to do. That, that's how they address it. Okay, and I mean, it's not necessarily the most prudent thing. It's not something that I would like. But you want to know something? If we get a guy in here like last year, Eddie Pinero. Pinero came through. They, they signed him from like bagging groceries or something like that the week before. He came from the Bears, right, I thought? Either way, I think our kicker is on the roster. I don't <laughs> think he's going to do much. Pinero, I think, showed enough to get the nod coming in. Yeah, they brought in some competition, yeah. but I don't think he's as accurate as, as Pinero was last season. And if we're not going to be kicking 50 and 60 yarders, I go with the guy who's going to be able to make the ones within 40 and 45. Facts. Yeah. As I continue to roll through these comments, again, everybody who's watching, everybody who's out there, Post your comment in. We're going to get him on. All right, Eddie Delgado. I'm asking that all fans start practicing doing high fives. Nothing's more pathetic than missing a high five from a stranger. Right, Brian right. Friedman, if the Jets offensive line is good, then the totally offense will out. be dynamic. I love the talent that they're acquiring. <laughs> Simi Merritt with the crying emojis, a whole bunch of crying emojis with El Chapo's remark. Eric Rock, prediction question. Who's got the most sacks midway through the season? Oh, I like that. So, JR, I'm going to start with you. Going to go to Kevin afterwards. Pick me on the spot. I got go, to go with the dog instead of Quentin Williams. All right. How many you got? At the middle of the season? Yeah. I'm going to go with five, and he's going to be our leader. Yo, I'm going to say Carl Lawson. So, I'm going to say Carl Lawson, and homie's going to have seven sacks by the midway point. I'm kind of on board with that. I, I responded to this. When I saw it come through the feed, it, it, it kind of caught me. And I think I've said this a couple of times already. I think Jermaine Johnson is going to prove to be a much better prospect than a lot of folks are maybe giving him credit for. So I said it's going to be between him or Carl Lawson, kind of 50-50 for me right now. And I think um, either one of them is capable of having six or seven sacks 
uh, by the time we get to the bye week. All right, so El Chapo, the media is always going to talk smack about us. Until we hit the playoffs, the disrespect will never change. Facts. 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 We got to win. How, how many years have I been saying this? You, you got to win. Every, every year. See, multiple times every year. <laughs> yup. <laughs> shout, shout out to Guy Fisher. Jet up, my brother. Sibby Merritt, I expect to kick ass. So, and then Guy Fisher over here laughing. Why am I getting these late invites? Yo, I invite like 50 people all at the same time. It ain't my fault that Facebook's slow, bro. So, shout out to Johnny Aponte, who's, uh, who's watching wherever he's at. John is one of my old classmates from St. Raymond's High School for Boys, class of 1990. Ravens for life, brother! That's my boy right there. In the boogie down. In the boogie down. That's it. Guy Fisher, Lawson, Johnson, Clemens, Martin, Thomas. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> so, Guy Fisher again. I think Ty Johnson is done. I really like him. Hopefully, he gets to a team where he can shine. So, Eddie Delgado, this is what I was cracking up for before. Um, which called Chuma Joe is going to kick this year. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh. it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Chapo agrees with you. Five is a good bet, Jr. I'm a, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a gambler. I'm playing it safe. Five's definitely a good bet. So, guy again with another great question. What if Zach makes that next leap? What if our offensive line is great? What if the Jets' defense is ranked among the top five? Oh, playoffs, Dude, man. What do, you, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Golly. Playoff, that's, playoff, that's, playoff that's, run. Playoff run. That's deep. That's a deep playoff <laughs> run right there. That's, that's what I'm saying. If, if, if everything, yeah. yeah. That's like hitting a Powerball, man. Come on. Why, why, why not us? Why not us, right? Like, right. I, I, yeah, I say exactly. That all the time. Why not us? It's, all right. It's usually, it's an old person, usually it's an old person that hits. We're, a, we're an old team. Ain't won a Super Bowl in a while, so maybe we finally hit. Right. You never Look, know. Above average talent, man. We, we've yes. got above average athletes in a lot of places. And, and again, if is doing a lot of a lot of work here, but there's going to be a lot of teams that, you know, a lot of teams are going to come in thinking that, you know, they, they don't have to necessarily give their A game and they're going to get their asses kicked. Stomp right, right yeah. out of the building. I'm telling you. Yeah, they'll find out quick. They'll oh, find out dad. quick. All right, guys. This is my favorite. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. <laughs> what to talk about play? Listen, if everything is clicking, we better. We, we, there, there better be playoffs and Jets in the month of December. All right. Look, Scott. So I, Scott, I, I Fisher, see, great Scott, Scott continues to talk about the word "if," right? Because "if" is you know such a such an operative word right now. When you got a young team that's on the rise right now, "if" is kind of where it is that that's all that we've really got right now currently. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Chapo with the bold comment in here. I got to get this on. Lawson is my pick. First snap for the Ravens. He's going to take out Lamar. Game over. Lock it up. From your keyboard to the man above, to the woman above. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Meets Merritt, we are going to be banned. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Eric Rock, great question here. Why do you all think running back Michael Carter isn't getting the starter love from fans? He showed a lot last season. Is it just rookie infatuation for Hall? Kevin, I'm going to have you start with this, and then we'll go to JR. Rookie infatuation? Yes. Because with a rookie, we haven't seen it on film, right? We, 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 we've seen the film of him, you know, breaking the, the record for touchdowns, uh, you know, scored in, in consecutive games. We saw, we saw that. We saw, we saw the kid literally running through, running around, running over, catching balls. If what it is that we're talking about is him being able to translate that onto this level, then yeah, infatuation it actually is. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a realist, I try to be. Yeah, I'm a fan, you know what I'm saying? I, I've, I've been a fan my whole life, what, what can I say? I want us to win, I want us to be good. Um, I do recognize that we have a lot of talent. You, you can't come out of the draft talking about how well we did and not recognize that we added ridiculously, you know, we, we added top guys at almost every position that we drafted, right? Having said sauce in weeks. Best cornerback in the draft. The kid Wilson from Ohio State, consensus, arguably, you know, the best wide receiver in the draft. Yeah, I was, I was a Jamison guy, but the injury, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at that. Jermaine Johnson, who really didn't think that it was going to be him at either four or ten? A lot of folks did. There was, you know, maybe some guys that had questions about if that was a good idea or not, just because of the positional value. I thought he was one of the best doing it. And then Brees Hall, there's no question that Brees Hall was the number one running back coming out this season. And those are our first four picks. We got a lot of rookies that really, you know, kind of project to being good. Yeah, it's if we got guys that are capable of doing it. That's the reason why they're as high a pick as they were. And we got them all. I think we're going to ball, man. 
I think we're going to ball. Uh, yeah. We might have a two-headed monster for a while. Who knows? I kind of like the idea of bringing uh, Michael Carter as a third down back. I'm a big Tar Heel fan, so I love Michael Carter. I was a little disappointed when I heard he had the starting job. But I kind of understand, though, too. So I want to see what Brees Hall does. And get, and then get Michael Carter out in the third downs, catches him out in the flats, making his mm-hmm. moves. And, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Oh, uh, I, I absolutely love this here. I, I got to get this on. Scott Kalispe, oh my God, there we go again, thinking our team is better than we actually are. Two good drafts doesn't change the fact that we've that we've had the worst talent in the league. Please stop with this. He's keeping two it real, drafts, though. I mean, no, <laughs> just two good drafts changes that talent. Two good it drafts does. means that we are we're, we're not looking at a, a, a team that's deficient in talent. The Steelers right. had a couple of good drafts had a couple of good drafts in a row, and they transformed that into a, a damn dynasty in four Super Bowl rings. We can't have it both ways, but it, you know, it, it can't be. You know, we we've, we've added all this talent, and we're still going to suck. I don't necessarily see that. I think we're a better team. All right, Guy Fisher in the chat. Our first ten games, our top AFC East teams: Zach and Cruz steal five. We get in the playoffs. From your Mouth to the word upstairs. Eddie Delgado, Pete Alonso is going to hit a home run tonight and hit Lamar Jackson in the crowd. In the crowd, lock it up. <laughs> I love that. Not mad nice. Not mad at that. <laughs> so, Sivy Merritt in re- in response to Scott Kalispe's, uh comment, dude, stop watching. Weapons hot. You shouldn't have come here. Love it. <laughs> Guy Fisher, I'm waiting to see how Bryce Hall, Brandon Eccles, and Bryce Hupp and Sherwood pan out because they were supposed to be difference makers. Facts. Those are fillers right now, yeah. Um, yeah. Hall and Eccles, they're, they're going to be, you know, obviously backups. We brought in our, our starting cornerback tandem uh, with uh, Sawson, uh, with the, the cat from Seattle. Um, I, I, DJ I really, Reed. I'm optimistic, yo. I'm, I, again, I'm not saying that, you know, we're, we're going to be world beaters, but with with parity, with the, with the way that the, the league kind of rolls over with, you know, possibility of injuries and other situations, it's going to be a lot different than, than what it was. So Scott Kalispe again in the chat, 53-man roster, 12 picks. El Chapo in the chat. Scott, we are fans not by sight but by faith. If it were any different, this room would be empty. It's true. Amen to that. Nitin Ramachandra in the chat. My boy from the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, what is up, my brother? Keep up the great work. Meets merit indeed, brother. So, and, of course, Scott Kalispe. I know I make a lot of money from fans that don't use their heads. That's what it was. Uh, You're going to be giving back all of them profits this year if you continue to bet the way that you yeah, have been. He, he might be broke for Christmas, man. We might have to put a GoFundMe page out for him. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Look. Look. Go ahead, bet the house. Go ahead, bet the house. Yo, oh. man, I, I saw that show with, uh, with, with Westhoff. That was a good show. You guys rocked that, man. That's tight. Yep, we like, uh, yeah, Mike uh, Westhoff yeah, yeah, was a beast. Coach, uh, coach Mike Westhoff. Yeah, he was. Nice. All right. So, Kevin. Facts, guys. It's guy. time for you, my guy. You know what time it Let's is. Go. I think everybody knows Let's what go. time it is. We already know what time it is. It's time for Kevin Jackson to take us in the spotlight. Kev. <laughs> Dude, who do we got in the white hot spotlight tonight, my brother? You know what? In the spotlight tonight, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fans from around the world, um, in the spotlight tonight, Jermaine Johnson. I'm going to bring him back, guys. Have been talking a lot about offense. We talked about Makai. We talked about Zach, what Mike LaFleur is going to do with this offense and how it is that we're going to expect them to not just turn the corner, but actually lean into that corner and streak off. And streak off. Our defense is kind of going under the radar, and I think that is because our defense was as bad as it was last season. Um, because we were decimated by injuries. We lost the main guy, Carl Lawson. And uh, he's already been in the spotlight. The, the fact is, Lawson comes back even at 80% of who it is that he was. We're still markedly a better defense. But I think the X factor right now is going to be Jermaine Johnson. And I think that infusion of youth, that infusion of NFL-ready talent um, that I saw when I watched some of his film, I really do think that if you add that into what is already a ridiculously deep defensive line, right? We've got how many guys on, on, on the defensive line? And we're talking about maybe 12, 13 guys that quite possibly could uh, make the roster on, on the defensive line. Um, and the rotation that it is that we're going to bring in. Jermaine Johnson, I think, is going to be a guy that is going to be a, a remarkably fresh breath of air, right? Um, we're going to get Carl Lawson back, yeah. Jermaine Johnson is going to come and he's going to do exactly what it is that I think we saw him do at Florida State. And and if he adds in that specific level of talent to what it is that we have, 
that's a game changer for us, man. That means that we are going to talk about having guys with double digit sacks. That means we are going to talk about how effective Quinn and Williams and John Franklin Meyer are on the inside. Um, that means we are going to talk about what Sheldon Rankins and those guys are going to do also in the interior, but it's also going to give us an opportunity to see Bryce Huff and Carl Lawson eat just as much. As much as Makai Becton's weight issue has been a problem, these guys on the defensive line are going to eat this year I, if, if, if we can all stay healthy. And I think that Jermaine Johnson is going to be one of the guys that's going to make it possible for some of these other guys to do what it is that we hope and that Robert Sala kind of requires his defensive line to do. Um, This is going to be real quick because obviously we haven't seen any film on him at this level. Um, but what it is that we do know about him, and I, you know, I went back and I watched the last chance you and the whole thing. What Coach Brown recognized that Jermaine Johnson was going to be an NFL guy in the, the, his first season at a JUCO. He's an NFL guy, number 11 is an NFL guy. I remember hearing him say it before I even recognized who 11 was. Jermaine Johnson is a beast, guys. Jermaine Johnson is an absolute monster. And I think that with the with his progression, um, his first season, I think he's really going to flash. He's really going to show up. But long term, I think this guy is going to be one hell of an addition and quite possibly could be the guy who has maybe the most um, impactful kind of contributions to the team over the course of the next few seasons. I'm really excited about seeing what it is that he can do. Just realistically, we've always complained that we haven't had a really solid pass rusher for almost a decade. I don't know, man. On the outside, as much as I love Quentin Williams and I think that he's going to eat this season also because this is a year where he's basically playing for his contract. I think Jermaine Johnson is probably going to be a guy that shines because it's going to be unexpected. So, uh, you know, keep your eyes open, guys, um, because what it is that we're going to see this season, we're going to see a guy who has the length, who has the speed, who has the bull rush ability, who has the technical ability to not only be able to play that spoiler in, in the, the quarterback backfield, but who also is going to contribute against the run just as much. And I think it's really going to be an exciting player going forward. Um, so Jermaine Johnson in the spotlight with very little to really discuss as of right now, um, I'm really excited to see what it is that he's going to look like uh, in the preseason, because he is going to be going against George Fan. He is going to be going against Makai Becton. He is going to be going against, you know, Huff and these guys. And he is, you know, I think he's going to be multiple. I think he's going to be versatile. We'll see how it works. Iron sharpens iron. And I think this kid is a is a, is a a big-ass cut piece of wrought steel. So I'm excited. Give me an idea, guys. What do you think? Jermaine Johnson in the spotlight. Am I bugging out? Does it make sense? JR, talk to me. Uh, you made completely sense. Good, good spotlight. I liked it, man. Because he, he was my favorite out the draft, Jermaine Johnson. So I'm a sauce guy. You know, I wanted sauce. I, I really did. But Jermaine Johnson was the guy who I really, you know, kind of think was uh, the guy who I was really most impressed with outside of sauce. All right. Well, you guys know how I felt. I wanted the Jets to get a pass rusher at four. So I was kind of pissed when they took sauce. But me being pissed and going crazy in the group chat kind of went away at a little bit at 10 when they took Garrett Wilson and then the fact that they traded back up into the first round and they got Jermaine Johnson. It was right after they selected Jermaine Johnson is when I went to sleep. I was like, okay, I'm good. I don't care what you do for the rest of the draft. We got our wide receiver. We got our pass rusher. That was something that we needed. But again, y'all know how I feel about that. Now, as far as Jermaine Johnson, Jermaine Johnson's going to have going to have to have a huge, a huge impact this season. He's going to need to come out of the gate swinging. And not only that, but him, John Franklin Myers, Quinton Williams, everybody needs to step up. They need to step up on that interior. They need to get that pressure. They need to get that push up the middle. So that way our pass rushers could do their job. So unless that happens, all this is good in theory, but they're going to have to put it to work on a football field. You guys know how I feel about that. I don't have to go into it. So we need, we need to win. Right. We need to win. Period. Exactly. So shout out to Tommy Gutman in the chat. Welcome. Guy Fisher, my eye is on Mike Clemens, the incredible bulk, looking for him to live up to that name. Chapo in the chat, I would need to call an Uber to get around Becton. If JJ can do it, props to him. Guy Fisher, Q Williams is going to beast out with all the help he has now. My hopes are Max Mitchell and Jeremy Ruckert pan out and become difference makers, you, me, and everybody else. Um, Scott Kalispie, of course. Is this the same thing you said last year about this D-line? Remind me again how many yards per carry we gave up with our D-line. So he's got he's got a point. They weren't doing it with the starters, man. These guys, you know, we're playing third and fourth string guys. But look, there's there's nuance to this, right? What were, were we wrong about the about the end result? Yeah, but you know, we weren't really dealing with the guys that we were expecting to do it going in. We didn't have Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson plays. We don't look like that on defense. How many injuries really did we have on the defensive line last season? Almost almost all of them. If we can stay healthy, the narrative changes. All all of that, you know, is out the window. Yeah, I feel you. Once training camp starts, 
These guys start putting pads on. They start hitting one another. Then we got the green and white scrimmage. Then we have first preseason game. Once we get all of that stuff out in the open, once we start to see these players play, that's when a lot of these questions are going to be answered. I'm going to be honest with you. So until then, a lot of this is all speculation. You and I have talked about this, Kevin. JR, you and I have talked about this on Mission Briefs. Sibby Merritt, he's got a bolt. Family got to go. Let's, let's all be supportive of the team. We are here. And if not, you shouldn't have come here. <laughs> Dude, I want Sibby to give me a soundbite with that so we could use it on the show. Somebody talk to my man Meats. Have him send me a soundbite of him saying that, and that's going to be a drop on the show. No doubt. Facts. Chapo Sauce is the most chill dude I've ever seen. He's so quietly confident as a rookie, it's scary. Yeah, let's hope that quiet confidence doesn't come back to bite him in the ass. So This guy, Sauce, to me, is the one guy that I've seen that I really feel is going to come in as a rookie and not be jinxed by that, you know, he's not ready to play. Uh, you know, kind of thing. As a DB, as a cornerback myself, and I mean, I played cornerback for a long time, right? I played for a long time. The kid has all of what it is that you need to be good. He's got it all, period. Tommy Gutman in the chat. Joe Douglas in reference to Michael Clemens. Big Mike is one of the nastiest players in the entire draft. Fire pick right there. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to have an opportunity to come out there and prove it. Yeah. So, all right, Look, gentlemen. Him, him and Marshall. Start- him, him and Marshall. Yep, Absolutely. All right, we're starting to come up against it, boys. It's time for our final thoughts segment. JR, you're our guest. You kick it off, my man. Talk to me. What's good? You know me. I'm short and simple, man. Uh, Final thoughts. Uh, I want to thank y'all for having me on the show tonight. I appreciate kicking it with y'all for a little bit. I'm just looking for an excited season. I'm actually excited about this season for once. Just want to win some football, man. If you see me open a day, come by, say hi. I'll be on lot D7. That's my thoughts. Kevin, you're up. Talk to me. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and jump in. First, I want to thank you, Garen. We appreciate you, brother. It was dope having you. Um, you guys are kicking all kinds of behind on Mission Briefs. Really dope show. Really dope content. You know, I'm a fan. I follow. So I'm really appreciative of that. Y'all already know my final thoughts. It's really not going to change. It's a hell of a time to be a Jets fan. And like Garen said just a minute ago, man, like I really haven't been as excited as I have in this team as I've been since, you know, 2010. When, uh, you know, I guess the expectation was coming out of the AFC East Championship that I thought the Lombardi was going to be us, man. I really did. Excited about 2015 also when they made all of those moves and then they give it to Ryan six pick trap and the rest is history. So I'm in my zone right now, right? I'm in my zone because I want to root for this team. I want us to be good. And to Scott's point, I'm, you know, I'm going to come in with, you know, the high end of the spectrum is where it is that I want to live. I want to stay there. That's why I want all of us as Jets fan. I want us to rent a room in that piece. And hang out, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, look look at, at local real estate and live there. That's where I want, yeah. at the upper ranges of, of, of where it is that this team possibly can be. I think I said it a couple of years ago, CJ, when we first started this, before it actually became Weapons Hot. I thought Joe Douglas was the kind of guy that was going to be able to take us to where we had not been. And I think that we're seeing it come to fruition right now. So my final thoughts are going to be my final thoughts until, you know, the season starts. As we go, we'll see. But it's a hell of a time to be a Jets fan. I am ridiculously excited about where it is that we're going to be all right dude that's hard for me to follow up but you know what the painkillers always got an ace up his sleeve always ready let's go fire away you guys know i got my tomahawks ready so here we go plain and simply put just to piggyback off of what kevin said yes it is a hell of a time to be a jets fan here's the thing you could pick on which side of the fence you want to be on. You want to be a positive, green and white, goggle-wearing, freaky Jets fan where we're going to win the Super Bowl every year. Go ahead. Listen, God bless you. All right? <laughs> if you want to be the negative Nelly, the sky is always falling, burn met life to the ground, fire everybody, sell the team, go move to Kalamazoo or, or some ridiculousness like that. Hey. God bless you. That's your take. If you're disgruntled with this team, what can I say? You're only going to enjoy pain and misery with yourself. Maybe you could get in touch with Scott Cleesby's bookie over there and maybe make yourself some money. All right, but look, here's where I sit. Now, you guys know I pull no punches when it comes to this football team. And I'm encouraged going into the season. But here's the thing. I still got a boatload of questions that I want answered. And there's also a boatload of results that I am looking for this team to complete. The work is there. The tools are there. It's now time to produce. If you don't produce, guess what? We're all going to be having the Bo Brandenburg conversation again, right? You've shown us that you could do very little with very much. 
That's not a conversation we want to be having. All right. Our team is always out of it, out of the playoff hunt by the second or third week in October, just before Halloween, where we're all now after that, the Jets are mathematically eliminated. We suck this, that, and the third. Let's start looking at college football. Let's talk about where the Jets are going to draft. The Jets should lose every game. They should tank the rest of the year so we can get the first overall pick. And then, of course, you know, those people are going to come out of woodwork. Let's let training camp start. Let's hope everybody stays healthy throughout training camp. Go to week one and go through that. One game at a time. This game is not played on paper. Kevin and I have said this. JR and I have said this. I've said this on any other show that I've ever been on. The main thing that I've always said is, look, it's time for you to produce. And the only way you're going to start getting respect is by winning football games. Nobody cares about the rhetoric anymore. Everybody wants to see results. Okay? Now's the time to start producing. Point by period, the end. You could take that any way you want it. If you want to say, oh, you're a homer. Oh, you're not a real Jets fan. Or you're this or you're that. I don't care. This is my view on the team. My view on the team is, before I go buy a Jets t-shirt again, before I go buy a jersey, go win some football games. Show me you could be competitive. Beat somebody you're not supposed to beat and make me a believer. You do that, we'll have a conversation after that. Until then, don't give me your pie in the sky. Don't give me your sky is falling. Don't give me this and don't give me that. Show me. Two words. That's what I want. That's how I feel. That's the attitude I'm going into this 2022 season with. Shout out to Mama Dukes from heaven who's got the, uh, the ringside seat. Mom, I miss you every day. I love you. And, you know, every day I'm thinking of you. So, uh, you know, hopefully you bring the Jets some good lucks from up there. All right. So with that, that's going to do it for tonight's episode of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You can follow the show on Twitter at Weapons Hot Show. You can follow me at JetsFan0523, my partner in crime on the other side of the glass, Mr. Kevin Jackson at Spotty Blackman. I don't know if JR got a Twitter, but if he does, tell us your Twitter, brother. Nah, I'm old school, baby. No Twitter here. You, you can just follow me on Mission Briefs. That's where you can find your boy. Yeah, <laughs> that's man, it. That's man. it. Let's get it. Let's get okay, it. Okay, right let's there. go. You know, you know what time it is. <laughs> you know what time it yep. is. There are so many different ways you can consume weapons hot. It's ridiculous. We got a Facebook page. Our content's up there. Message us. We'll message you right back. We love going back and forth with fans about this team. Also, leave us some feedback about how we're doing here on Weapons Hot. You think the show is great? You think we're doing a great job? Leave us a message by all means. If you think we suck. And we know nothing about football? That's fine. We'll troll with you back and forth. We troll with fans all the time. We don't discriminate. It don't matter who you root for. We will definitely go back and forth with you. Of course, the Worldwide Sports Radio Network right here, the home base for Weapons Hot and New York Jets fan broadcast. They got a Facebook page. Like, subscribe, hit the notification buttons, or download the app. If you have an Android, go to Google Play. If you have an iPhone, go to the Apple iOS store. Search up WWSRN. And, of course, you can not only catch Weapons Hot, but some of the other cool shows on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Very soon, we will have the Weapons Hot Uncensored YouTube channel up and running again with a couple of shows. We're going to wait till the regular season for that. Probably maybe just before preseason or whatever. We'll screw around with it. We'll have some fun. Have a couple of guests and stuff like that. And, of course, my baby, JR's baby, Weapons Hot Mission Briefs every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., on Jets World, be sure to give them a like and subscribe. Shout out to Daniel Smith, the Jets guru, for putting this all together. Shout out for Kevin, Kevin Robbins and the crew from the Live Rounds podcast over there. Putting all of that back together. Can't wait to see those boys on the air again. What more can I say? For JR, our wonderful producer. For Kevin Jackson, Mr. Spotty Blackman. Up close and personal. Yo, this is CJ the Painkiller D. Simone signing off. We will see you guys when we see you guys. And I'm going to leave you guys tonight with the Jets break song because I don't have the Jets chant yet, but once I do, we will get that. One, two, three. And this has been Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Peace. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.